And we welcome you back, finally, inside the Sports Ethos Sacramento Kings podcast. Yes, it is me, Sam Comenti, here with you alongside, as always, the incomparable and all-knowing Jill Adge. Guys, it's been like three weeks, two and a half weeks, something like that, that we've done this episode. And me and Jill were just catching up before we went on and you know, stuff has changed. Jill was enjoying a much-earned vacation in Disneyland with her family, with her niece, having a blast. I started a new job reporting, and I moved into a new house with a buddy of mine. So we're just we're grabbing life Big by things. the horns and riding <laughs> on. Yeah, we're getting into 2022 with better vibes. Um, and now we're shifting to something that isn't very much a good vibe, and that's yeah. the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> we treated ourselves during this, <laughs> yeah, during this we bad did. time. <laughs> I was a lot happier. I don't know if that's yeah. a coincidence. When hey, I just... you, we have to do what we have to do to keep our mental, uh, you yes. know, our, our mental... Um, states positivity mental yeah. positivity <laughs> i can only imagine you know how like james F- james ham and morgan reagan and those so guys bad every day having to say the same thing i know they're awesome yeah. they are great and they can't escape it like we can uh but the kings are playing right now actually as we're recording this on this wednesday night they are beating the pistons in detroit which by four <laughs> by four okay last time i checked there was up 12 now it's actually 93 night with jill streaming it so i'm gonna spoil it a little bit before it's 93 92 as we're talking oh wow I know I have to turn back to the TV, but sorry, yeah. Jill, I was That's like, okay. just ruining it. I won't look at my, I have phone. a feeling it's going to happen right now. Yeah. And then the Kings will, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bet you the Kings call a timeout. Yep, there went as soon as they, I said that. Kelly Olenek. Yep. Dagger. Kelly Olenek. Um, His first game back. Is that right? Yeah. He hasn't played in a while. Uh, yep. The last time the Kings were in Detroit and played the Pistons. Actually, they're not in Detroit. They're in Sacramento, right? Tonight they're in tonight Sacramento. They're in Sacramento. Yes. The last time they played the Pistons, that was actually Luke Walton's last win as a Kings coach. So at least he went out on top, beating the dynastic <laughs> Detroit Pistons. But we're not going to really talk about the Kings right now. I mean, we'll play along with the game as it goes. They're 18 and 28. They've lost seven of their last 10. I think, I think it's, it's a good reminder of what we're going to be talking about, right? Because you're barely beating a bad team and... Yeah. Fox was like at the end of the first half had as many points as like the rest of the team. I mean, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it, it just up. goes to, it just goes to show to me that you can say what you want about him, but the surrounding pieces to me are much, you know, more the issue than anything he has or has not done um, while he's been a Sacramento King. So. No, he's been playing with a fire ignited under him, it seems, after these trade rumors have picked up, if you will. I'm not sure if they really have so much as we just we're, – we're three weeks away tomorrow. Three weeks from, um, from tomorrow is the trade deadline, February 10th. So now the, the, the wheels are churning a little bit more. News is spinning, uh, and De'Aaron Fox's name is involved. And today uh, – we'll start here, I guess, Jill. We heard that there is buzz, buzz, and uh, talks between the Sixers and the Kinks. We probably already knew that, though, did we not? That Daryl Morey was going to be talking to his former confidant, Monte McNary? Correct. And as we know, he's talking to what? There were like 30 names on his yeah. magic list. Um, you know, and the Kings have kind of been a steady name. Them, Minnesota, Pacers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the same old teams that you're kind of hearing about. Detroit was even one of them, right? With with Grant um, and all and that. Yeah, but I, I mean, and even Fox's own comments yesterday, I mean, to me, kind of even kickstarted all of it where he had mentioned he had talked to the front office and that 
they have kind of mutually agreed they would like to keep working together and and keep building around him and Halliburton. But they also mutually agree that what is going on right now isn't working and that nothing's off the table. It's a business. And at the end of the day, um, you have to do what you have to do. And so, I, I mean, I think the only thing we, we've kind of got a confirmation on is that um, everyone's on the table as they should be, you know, on a bad team, everyone, you know, one's up for grabs. It, it everyone's on the table doesn't mean someone's getting traded. It just means you're listening to everything. I mean, that's, um, and yes, that can make it hard because there's a human element, right? Like guys are playing every night now, not knowing, you know, is this going to be their last night? Is this what, you know, I mean, and, and it's already happening with, you know, add COVID on top of that. They're already doing that right now between the testing and everything else. It's, it's going to be the last game I play before I have to go out in, in protocols. Um, you know, and it's in, again, you're seeing it league wide where it seems to be really hard for any team right now, maybe besides Memphis to get any kind of, um, cohesion going, um, and they just lost tonight between teams. I mean, you're seeing it even with a team like the jazz last year, which, you know, were barely beat, um, uh, the Warriors are on kind of a, a downtick, like everyone's feeling it because everyone's constantly getting and losing people in their rotations like there there's no set um harmony and that makes it really even more so difficult to me for bad teams than the teams with stars and they just have enough talent where it doesn't matter and they can figure it out um or you're throwing out guys that are all just playing for their careers that's you know what i mean the, and the kings don't really fit any of those <laughs> um so they're just kind of still in this group that just doesn't work still. Um, and, and the hard part I think is that we all want trades to be made, right. Or we want some shakeups. Well, depending on who you talk to, no one can figure out if they want the big shakeup or the small shakeup. Well, if you want the big shakeup, you can't be demanding a move right now because the big shakeups require the salary, Right. And unfortunately, if you're working with the Pacers or the Sixers right now, um, they have a lot to sort through and they can wait till the end, right? Like they, they don't, there's no reason necessarily for them to make a deal right now and not wait until the end, right? Not wait till the complete deadline um, where the Kings are in that hard spot where can they wait until February 10th um, or do they have to accept plan B, C, whatever, um, and admit that maybe Buddy, Bagley, um, Barnes, you know, I'm just thinking of like the bigger salary names, right. Tristan's. Um, do you have to move to plan B or C with those because you want to make a move quicker? Because right now you need those salaries to be able to do a pacer or a um sixers deal, right? Like it salary-wise, you need them. Right. Um but can they afford to wait to, you know, two, three weeks until February 10th? Um, they're in a no win situation, right? Like you want moves now, but the moves now aren't necessarily <laughs> there. If you're, if that's your plan a, you know what I mean? Um, and so, because once you move on from that, um, like then you're, you're moving away from, 
most likely a Pacer Sixers, unless you're maybe a third team. Um, you're not necessarily getting one of those, um, star pieces. If, if the asking price, um, is still, you know, um, a Fox Halliburton plus the other, the other salaries, um, as we want to get rid of buddy Barnes, some people don't want to get a Barnes, but I do think Barnes deserves to be somewhere else. Yeah. So it's really hard to know right now. Like, again, we all want change, but you might not be able to get it yet if you know what I mean? Like if, if they are completely stuck that that's their A and they're waiting for their A um, and not pivoting to um, a B, C, you know, D type uh, situation. Um, because right now it seems like the Kings know what they want again, but it takes the other team to say, I'm willing to take that as of this moment. Um, and so far that's not happening. And so it, it is what it is like you, had, you know, you can't force it. <laughs> we had a three team trade yesterday. Um, it was like, I, I would, I think the first three team trade of the year um, of the season of trading season. It was nobody really cared Jill because it was a bunch of bench players or guys that were injured in bowl bowl. Who's I think injured. And so it was like, I saw a three team yeah, trade. It was, pop up on to my me, phone. it was Denver was like, moving on to plan B, right? Because yeah. they had the Magruder, right? They, they wanted that kind of guard wing shooter and mm-hmm. they just moved to plan B guard wing shooter. <laughs> yeah, no. And it was, I got excited that I saw a three team trade and then I read who was in it. And I was like, I don't care about this. I give me something exciting. Yeah. Uh, which is what um, we're all saying, right? Just get, just do something, Monty McNair, and then we can talk about it, and we will maybe start being hopeful if it's like a trade that shakes this team to its core in a good way, or I guess anyway. Yeah, Here's- unfortunately, you just have big salary fillers. Big and salary so fillers. It's um, if you want that home run, you're not going to get it right now. You know, you're yeah. going to have to you're going to have to wait it out. Um, and it, and even then, it still might not happen. Which it's crazy that they've been waiting it out, uh, not on purpose, I don't think, but they have, and they're still. because I mean, just... you even saw you saw him pivot this summer, right, with Buddy. Like, and to me, that even said more so that we're willing to move Barnes because you'd have to use Barnes in any kind of big salary deal. Then, if that was part one of you know making more, um, more moves. But yeah, I mean, that's other than that. They're still um, in the tenth. They're still came out of the tenth seed, even though they keep losing. They don't want to make the play-in, but the right fucking there. clear, right? Like he wants to make a deal. It's just he gets used. <laughs> well, because he I mean, showed his hand, you know, like every, like it, like every other game. Well, he didn't show that hand though. That was the Lakers that showed that hand. He there was nothing he could do about it. I mean, it's he said yes. Well, they're also and desperate. Harrell right? and said they, yes. They know, they're um, but but you need the Lakers to sign on the line. And LeBron said, I want player B instead of player a like that's, I mean, there's nothing Monty can do about that. I mean, he, right. he had to wait for Montrez to say yes. And, and then LeBron and he said, yes, both said Kings and, and him said yes. And then, um, you know, even, even the Lakers side, they very much ad- admitted to it that yeah, Sacramento thought the deal was done. And then we kind of, you know, Sorry, said. <laughs> I mean, and, and so, but I, and that can happen to any GM. Like, I don't, I don't knock Monty for that because that can happen to. I mean, that could happen to anyone if sure. if Russell West, you know what I mean? Like, if 
it's buddy versus whistleblower. Yes, everyone's saying it should have been buddy now and they regret it. Mm-hmm. But again, like there's nothing the Kings LeBron one is could friend. have. Right. Um, and that's that trumps anything that that <laughs> anyone's gonna um gonna do. But I do think I, I had said this today too that that all the deals, all the trades that have got done were the ones that were not talked about on Twitter and they just happen, right? It's it's when the other teams use the Kings. And again, the Kings can't, like, there's nothing they can do about that. Um, there's a lot of logistics, obviously, and, and things that would need to happen. Three-team trades, salaries being moved, excess guys being thrown in. But Jill, it seems, and we, again, this is not new news, but Sabonis and Ben Simmons are the two names we keep hearing again and again and again, linked to the Kings. Those are the guys. If you need, If you want to take one of them, you get one of them. Who do you want? To me, it still depends on what you're giving up. Who do you want, Jill? Just give me who you want. I would take either. Like I'm, I'm not picky. Yeah. I, this is what this is what makes me mad too. Is it's like I really don't care. They're I just both want great talent. Players. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I would gladly take either. But to me, it comes up what do you have to give for each one? Because sure. to me, that also will sway who you want, right? And and if you actually get them do you have the pieces to be able to make more moves to go along with it? Because these can be your step ones. That's fine. But you still, again, we've had, we've had step ones here, but then we never do anything along, you know, to, to mesh with those players. Um, Cool. Get another all-star. That's fine. But you still need to add talent around them to actually, otherwise you're just another team. Like, right. We're where we are now. You know, you, where you were last year, right? Yeah. Like last year, you Fox was playing at an all-star level last year. Everybody was saying it. National media was saying it. Um, but but nobody else was around him. This year, he's not playing as well. I mean, recently he is, but over the, the full year, he's not. But no one else is either. So again, like you can replace him with somebody else, but you still have the same pieces that aren't working either. So, you know, that are not consistent. Um, putting, putting one of those players in here to me, isn't going to fix an offense or a defensive problem, um, with the rest of this group or shooting problem, which this group has. Um, so again, like I, I will gladly take any of those players, but to me, it's just one little piece of, uh, of a puzzle that you need to move to me. One move, isn't going to fix anything. You need no. to be able to make. Um, multiple big move. moves under and otherwise I just don't see a needle move. Yeah. And I don't think that uh, the Kings would operate with the idea that we're going to make one big trade and stop there. I think if they go all in, they're going to go all in and they're going to, Oh no. Yeah. But if you give everything up for that one person, right. then what do you have to make those other How do you moves? Pivot? Yeah. Yeah. True. It's a good point. Uh, you can't sell I mean, all your assets. It's, it's at once. not a free, you know, to me, it's not necessarily a free agent seller, like either one of those players that's going to lure people in here. Mm-hmm. Um, how many draft picks did you give away for it? Or how much are they protected? Um, did you give away all your big salary money um, or expirings? Like, do you still have those to move? Do you know what I mean? Like, so to me, it's, it's hard to even pick one of those ones without knowing what the next what the next steps are. And I know that's not a, um, a fun answer, but I it's, 
I just don't think either one necessarily moves a needle without doing other things. And depending on what you have to give up for them, you might eliminate yourself being able to make more moves unless you could somehow get all both of them. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Is there a way to get both of them with all that money? If you can work in three team deals, four team deals um, to where enough pieces move around um, and then you can give up some, you know, more picks and things like that. How do you fit um, those two guys on a team, two lefty big guys, one who's a center, one who's better as a forward, but likes the ball. If you really wanted the splash, or if you could add one with grant, you know what sure. I mean? Like if, um, if I just think that there needs to be more to it, right? Like you, it, they might sell some tickets in their interim because you got yourself a bigger name, but, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, Do you have a preference? Uh, Sab- Sabonis, I think. I think I'd prefer Sabonis because he fills a bigger need. And I, I, I don't know. I think you could potentially, I don't want to say it because uh, it's too good to be true, but I think you could potentially get him without giving up Fox and Halliburton. You'd give up Mitchell. You'd give up Heald. You'd give up Bagley. You'd give up a first-round pick, uh, maybe another first-round pick. But Sabonis would fill a huge need. Uh, and I think you could fit him in there a little bit better. Simmons, you get Simmons, Jill, you're getting rid of Fox or Halliburton. You're getting rid of one of them. I don't know if I want to do that still. I mean, I don't know. We, I go back and forth on this one with Simmons, but you also haven't had the guy play all year. So you don't really know how he's going to be, what condition I, he's in. Right, right. Uh, is his shot still broken? I don't know how it would be fixed if he's not playing in games. I don't care how many times he's shooting in the gym and posting videos about him making these shots. Go, go do it the dude on you. Go do it in the heat of a moment, the heat of a game. So... Yeah, I would lean towards the bonus. I, I know they're going to make the big trade. That's what excites me, I guess, keeps me a little bit interested in this team. Uh, they know they want to. Yeah, Let's go true. there because, I mean, there's, I still, I mean, I'm still not fully convinced that Maury doesn't just bite the bullet and hope if, if, if Harden really is going to become available, like it's being speculated right now. I could see them trying to use Simmons in a sign and trade if for Harden. I mean, that could still very much happen um, over the offseason. If that's if that's another big name he's waiting for, which he tried to trade, you know what I mean? Last year, Houston and them almost made that deal um, that would have sent Simmons to Houston and and Harden to to Philadelphia. If he if what the statements out there are true that he's open to to going there. Um I could still see him being stubborn and holding on to that piece. If he thinks there's really a chance that you could get a Dame, um, Beal still hasn't signed his extension, and then you could have Harden. Like, and those are bigger names than anything that the Kings could offer. So, um, it, it it's it's but it's you'd have to have Embiid on board with admitting that they probably won't win this year, and that he just has to you know, bust it out. Um, Keep doing his but thing. there's also the thing where if, if Harden's going to be available, then I could see them much more trying to move Harris and getting that money off the books. Um, and would that be someone's plan B? I don't know. Um, or if he could move the money from Simmons and, um, and Tobias off the books into to smaller pieces. Um, that's where the Kings could have some leverage there. Um, but it's, 
again, it's, it's hard to know because you're hearing something different out of Philadelphia every day and everyone's just waiting That's on Philly that. media. And, and does everyone keep waiting for them? Because right now that's what's holding everybody up because everyone's hoping they could eat, they could be that third, fourth team um, or be one of the select teams that has been trying to trade him this whole time. Unfortunately, um, he's kind of holding the cards and it's, is everyone else going to wait, keep waiting around for it? Or are they just going to say F it at this point and, and start doing their own deals? Um, what I thought- don't know. Who would have thought that Maury, a guy from Houston who was just known to make the flashy move, to make the big move, would then go to Philadelphia and become the most stubborn, like persist, like persistently like go fuck yourself, piss off. I don't want to do business. Like he's just like it's done a one. And it's your not that fourth, he doesn't want to, your four first round draft picks are not he, enough. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. He just became like so anti-trade. It's it seems, you know, he's gonna make a trade at some point, but it's just not the same guy. And McNair yeah. has also been like that, of course. And that was a surprise to all of us because the first reaction we all had when we heard McNair was the GM was, oh, shit, this guy's from Houston? He's worked under Mur- Maury? Well, they're going to blow this team up. They're going to trade everybody. And he's going to trade again and trade again. He's made like one trade. Yeah. Crazy. Um, not what we expected. And I think it's deceiving that he's had more than than I think we think just because they've been so small that it's – they haven't been right. really anything, but he's had, I mean, the, what, like a handful of trades. Um, but that, you know, and that's the other thing about, you know, um, Gupta right now, you know, that he's kind of taken, he's taken over, right. The interim of, of Minnesota and he comes under that. And his, his thing is being really creative um, on the trade, you know, the, the trades in general. Right. Um, and so He's a trade machine guy, you know, and that's, and that's the other, you know, kind of team that, you know, has been targeting Simmons as well, or, and are they going to adjust because they're on a nice streak right now and they're, they're playing well under Finch. And so, um, you know, does something happen there? Um, you have Grant still open for business from what we know. Um, I would still think Houston has people open for business. Um, we know that the Blazers have people open for business. So um, we know Montrez Harrell is available again <laughs> with the Wizards now um, as an expiring for somebody. Uh, it's yeah. And and what's interesting about the Pacers, too, is if I don't know if anyone's actually paying attention to what their owner is saying. We all know what the GM has said, right, when when all that stuff came out but the owner has done some radio and, um, you know, written interviews and he contradicts what the GM says again. So it's like, it's very similar to what, you know, you're kind of seeing here and what you've seen there and that it, you have guys, you know, GMs maybe having ideas, but at the end of the day, you still have owners that say yes or no, um, to this stuff too. And so, um, that can very well play into who's available and who's not like we know Sabonis is out there, but the owner is also saying like, we're not taking scraps and he doesn't want picks. Like he actually wants legitimate talent back and something um, of a quick rebuild. So again, like that limits, you know, what you're able to offer and what they think is actual talent. <laughs> like, um, I mean, we all scream that we want our guys traded because we don't think they're good, or at least they're not good here. Well, 
plenty of other people could think that they're not, they wouldn't be good on their team either. Um, but our guys are getting paid a shit ton more money than some of these other names that are being thrown around. And so that therein lies the problem. Um, you have to have teams that want to take their money, um, you know, in addition to their play. So we are an overpaid bad team and that's the worst combination, um, you know, but then expect the world in return for, for that. So, um, which is why that Laker deal would have been so good. Um, Dang you, LeBron and Westbrook. <laughs> and LA, the lure. Um, I think LA. there would be things a lot, you know, things would be um, different. And damn the person that tweeted Woj. <coughs> uh, um, I'm waiting for, I can't wait for DiVincenzo. So it's like, I can't wait for, oh yeah, I can't wait for Woj bomb season. We haven't reached there yet. Uh, Quick update on and the there's Kings even game. talks that Dante could be available. So I mean, who who knows? Circle um, back, circle back. So you know, you just never know. Uh, shout out Terrence Davis having a huge game. He's got 32 yeah. points for the Kings. He he's also shot 21 times, but you know what? Plus 17, six three pointers. We'll take that. TD TD three. Uh, Deard's also yeah, had another great a, game. A Mitchell three. I know I'm late to the party there, but I yeah, just I didn't that. say it. I didn't spoil it. Uh, Rashawn Holmes has been <laughs> a I'll say it, Jill. I'm going to stir the pot here. Uh, I just like to tweet from David Williams, who does a podcast about the Grizzlies on Sports Ethos, about how, you know, I would I, I like to jump on here and just throw out random takes on Twitter, hot takes. Um, Rashawn Holmes has not been good this year, and he's been hurt, and he's hurt his eyes. And the I don't think stuck. he's ever been able to get a, a rhythm. A yeah. rhythm. No, he hasn't. Yeah, it's but just such a disappointment because he's such a great player and a fun guy, and he's just because not he was good at the beginning of the year, if you remember. For the he was eye. good at the beginning of the year, and then he got the injuries and COVID, I mean, everything else that yeah, could COVID. go wrong went wrong and he's never been able to get a rhythm back. It's like, as soon as he's back, he's back out again. And so you're just never going to get an NBA rhythm when that happens. Um, yeah. There were games at the beginning where he was lighting it up mm-hmm. um, across, across the thing. So I will say that I'll no. give him credit at the beginning. No, I agree. Um, and I don't, I love her. But, but since those, but since that happened, How could you hate him? Um, but at least, hey, we got him on a good deal. So, I mean, he it, it, it's it's not he, he's not getting paid what the other guys are getting paid um, sure. and, and not getting the rhythm. So I'll, I'll give him that at least. Yeah. But uh, you it's been hard to see because he finally, you know, got that and was um, was excited for it. And as a player, you know, that's not what you envision right mm-hmm. um, and i feel bad because his mom keeps having to tweet out like leave her alone yeah that's so weird um Something you know fucking like, weird guys this is a, a game, game a okay game. do not go after family like regardless of what's being said like it's a game um and that's like the last family you should be going at either i mean like come Seriously. on we're, we're better than this right like i would like to think we're better than this uh, apparently um, we're not some of us so not us, but some of us hot takes totally cool but i mean stop dming and tweeting her you know his mom shit about him like that's just weird leave the doctor alone the doctor is not in uh to close this out here jill um trade talks just to recap of course jill saints you'll take either sabonis or simmons i'll take sabonis but regardless we both are just itching for a trade Everyone is everyone that follows the Kings wants something to happen waiting. just like staring at the clock, you know, like you're in class and you're waiting for the bell to ring. 
and you're just staring, waiting for that thing to happen. That's what we're doing. We're waiting for something to happen. Uh, and then looking ahead for the Kings, five-game East Coast road trip. Celtics on Saturday, or excuse me, Bucks on Saturday, Celtics on Tuesday, Hawks on Wednesday, so a double or back-to-back. Saturday again against the Sixers, and then Monday against the Knicks. Jill, they could lose all five of those games. I expect them to lose all five of those games. That's that's where I am in this season. Which is going to be really I interesting. I won't watch one of those games either. Which will be interesting to see if they have to pivot out of their only those two players, right? Mm. Um, because as Amick has said, and we've heard this every year, regardless of who's the GM, the pressure is there of playoffs or bust. Whether you agree with it or not, that is the pressure that is being put on the GM. Yes, he said it at the beginning of the year. Great. That was his vision, as most GMs do, right? Yeah. But there are plenty of GMs that are able to say that goal is not possible now, and now I need to pivot and go in another direction. That is not possible here from what we're being told. Um, And if it does happen, we will all be completely shocked. But the pressure from up top is playoffs or bust. And so will these five games, I mean, if if those five games go that bad and they're even farther out of that playoff contention, like it's going to be interesting. Um, What happened? But I will say Brett had a great, um, Brett Huff um, had a great uh, um, comment today, at least to me on Twitter, that he doesn't think the Kings will ever be able to rebuild the right way until they get this monkey off their back, because that is what this owner has wanted for the last eight years. And we see the same exact thing for the last eight years. So why do we think something's going to be any different regardless of who's holding the seat, right? Like that's, it is what it is. Right. Um, and if something changes other than that, great. Um, I think most of us would be completely fine with that because at least they at least chose a direction finally, or at least they chose and got on. What do we keep saying? They chose a direction. Not and only the that, bandage. they got on the road to that direction. <laughs> um, and this is the one he, that, that we see is, They've picked their direction, but they've never actually done anything to actually get on the road to start going that way. And so, um, so far right now, what we're being told is it's still, the pressure is it's still playoffs are best. And so um, each game they lose gets, adds more and more pressure. Magnair starts sweating in his office. 10 games, Jill. I just counted it. Thankfully that wasn't too much to count. Uh, 10 games after tonight's game against the Pistons which they're winning right now uh, as we're talking about this 10 games from the trade deadline. They play February 9th. So they play the day before the trade deadline. Don't play on the trade deadline, February 10th, uh, which I I think that's right. Um, It's like, I psych myself out every time when I talk about the trade deadline in the NBA, but yeah, they have some time to either fucking fall off, which I (laughs) just think they will, or somehow pull off some big upsets. Cause the only real easy matchup, easy, in these next 10 games before the deadline is the thunder. They play the thunder at home, but they already lost to the thunder earlier this year and they can lose to anybody at any time. So I'm not counting the thunder off. And then the Hawks and the Knicks have obviously both underperformed this year. So 
those are those are guys that are struggling as well. The Hawks especially are having a rough year, but a lot of adversity they've had to deal with. Not an easy slate. Never a push. Never an easy. Yeah. And if if Collins is still really available, I oh, mean, God, go get John me, Collins. That's that's a name that Monty's been linked to since he first got here too. I mean, I just don't know that they have anything necessarily that the, that the Hawks want, but you never know. Um, but that's you know what I mean. Like so, I still think that. There are names that they're out there interested in. We're not hearing, obviously, but it's because we're only hearing about the the Pacers and the Sixers and Grant. Like those are the three big names. But even Collins was being used in in the other talks. And so, right. I mean, other than that, like those are the big names we're hearing right now because those are kind of the domino names. Um, so. Just just know not everything is is leaked, and just because things aren't leaked doesn't mean they're just sitting on their ass. Like, right. Be realistic guys. I know, I know we're all frustrated, but I mean, come on. I I mean, I just get tagged in the, he must be sitting there doing nothing. He's probably yeah. sleeping or swimming. And I'm like, okay, like I, I don't Did need, swim? I don't need that in my mentions. Like play football. Come on. Football guy, Monty McNair, apparently not a basketball guy just yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's <laughs> yeah, he will be on Saturday, I'm sure. Great game of football. Great games um, for football this weekend. And shout out to my Raiders for putting up one hell of a, a fight this year, despite all the adversity. Did. Not upset that, well, I'm upset that they lost. I won't lie. But I am more, I'm happy that it happened. Not sad that it's over or whatever the saying is. It is actually about relationships, not your love for a football team. But good luck to the Niners. Um, Jimmy G, Italians always look out for each other. Uh, and then I think with that's this it. Spray, with this thumb and his sprained shoulder. And, and then knowing that he's not going to have the job next year because it's already Trey Lance's, uh, which is just a whole funny, weird whole thing yeah. situation. Like, why are you even playing? <laughs> like, why even care if you're Jamie Garoppolo? But the man for fun. that next contract, man. Yeah, that's true. Playing for his value, too. He's trying to trying to get to somewhere good uh, or feel wanted. All right. That'll do it for us on this first episode back. Sports Ethos. Uh, schedule is going to be different, guys. We're going to try and. Be consistent. It's really me. It's nothing to do with Jill. Um, Jill will do this on the moon if she could. It's just me figuring <laughs> out my schedule now that I work long days uh, at the at the in news, and so get a little burnt out. But we'll be on talking about Kings, especially as we get close to the deadline. So stay tuned. Follow us, like us uh, on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Follow Jill. You don't need to follow my stupid things <laughs> that I I retweeted something about iCarly yesterday. <laughs> That's my Twitter page. Is like. SpongeBob memes. Hey, we got to spice it up. Okay. <laughs> We're doing, yeah. Our pages definitely look different. Yours and I, that, that's for sure. I'm like, a, I'm definitely a child. Uh, but anyway, till next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Slater dudes. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.